Blog Talk Radio. and thank you for joining us today on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Ellen Scobie, your co-host for today, and I wanted to thank Dr. Jonathan Goldenthal for that beautiful introduction music. Dr. Catherine May is with us today, who is a, uh, she's been a clinical psychologist for over 30 years, author of the book, Who Needs Light? She is a renowned workshop leader and teaches an amazing technique called visual centering. You can find out more about Dr. Catherine on her website, which is whoneedslight.org. She is available for personal channelings and workshops. Uh, You can follow her daily channelings on her blog, on her website, where she channels Father, Mother, God, and St. Germain. Um, So we'll be opening up the show today with um, Dr. Catherine, who will be channeling Mother, Father, God, We will be getting clarification for the direction of the show today, and then after, um, there will be an introduction for St. Germain, who will be kind of in charge of any personal questions that you might have. So, the next voice that you will hear is Mother, Father, God. And here we are. Hello, my children. Yes, this is Mother, Father, God speaking to you through our channel, Catherine. We are so excited to be here today. We know that you have questions to ask of us, and we're delighted to be able to have this format where you can call in and ask your questions We can talk to you in person, and hopefully we'll clarify some of the things that you've wondered about all your life. Now, this is a complex way of communicating that we hope will simply help you to learn that you don't actually need a channel to speak with us, but each of you can call on us and we will whisper in your ear, and you will hear us in your hearts, because we are all one. And now, let us begin. We're going to talk with you a little bit in this introductory talk about who we are. You know that you all wonder Are we the big man in the sky sitting on a throne? Do we punish and throw lightning bolts at people who do bad things? No. Adamantly, no. That is not who we are. We are the creators who designed and worked through the systems that you are living now, your planets, your stars, your bodies, the animals and the trees and the insects, all of it. We worked hard over billions of years to create this. So it may surprise you to know that we are learning and evolving as you are. The more you evolve, the more we evolve. Of course, we've been leading the way. We've been showing you what's possible, but in this time, in this era, anything is possible because so many of you are awakening, so many of you are calling out to us, so many of you have felt in your hearts that there is something not right about what you've been taught. 
there's something that doesn't make sense to you. The guilt, the shame, the conflicted feelings, the reluctance to want to follow something that's been regimented and written down and and dictated to you as a way of life. We're here to talk with you about those things, to help you, to help you be free, to help you understand that this is what we wish for you, freedom. Freedom to express your creativity at the highest level. You have no idea what you're capable of. We can see. We see your potential. We see your ability to rise above the duality that you've experienced all these centuries in three dimensions. All of that is beginning to fall away. But in order for you to step into the new world, we've called it the new golden era, the golden age. A golden age is one in which People are no longer fighting each other, but instead are are putting their forces together to create something wonderful, something for the good of all, where art and music and dancing, painting, all of the wonderful arts that you're aware of, and then some, can come to fruition We are on the threshold of the golden age to come. And in this golden age, there will be no robber barons. There will be an equalizing of wealth, of power, so that no child should ever go to bed hungry. And no person should ever have to work 14 hours a day for someone else's benefit. We look forward to that time with great joy. But of course, we're not doing it alone. You are. You are doing it. And as each one of you raises your hopes, raises your energy to higher vibrational levels, You are doing your part to create a new world. It won't happen overnight. We understand that. But we are here envisioning, supporting, taking joy in what you do. As more and more of you step into the light, and take hold, offer your energies, your intelligence for the greater good. Every single person who joins creates a new synergy. Every time someone turns toward the light, it adds power to our joint efforts. So do not think that your small contribution is not worth considering. Nothing could be further from the truth because your energy is like the ripple on the pond. It touches everyone around you. And when that happens, marvelous things occur. We can see it from where we are, you see. We see the light you produce. We see the the light touching others. We see them take fire. So it is a cumulative effort. You have already tipped the balance to create a new world beginning. There's still much to be done. We're here to explain to you what part we can play and what part you will play 
in these new beginnings. It's time for us to redefine the relationship that we have with you and to help you understand that although we are the creators, yes, you are too. You create your own lives because you are the ones who have absolute free will. Once you made the agreement to come to this life in this body, to live out this lifetime on Gaia, you have had absolute free will. We have pledged to you that we will never interfere. That is part of our agreement with you. We do not monkey in your life. We do not create painful things to punish anyone. No. You understood before you came to this life that Gaia in three dimensions was a very difficult challenge for everyone, every single person here has a difficult challenge just by virtue of the fact that you're in three dimensions and that there has been a tremendous amount of darkness in your culture, on the whole planet. And you have struggled bravely against that for eons. We have only now reached the time where your prayers, your pleas to us have allowed us to come closer, to help you. But you will decide what kind of help you will be given. You will decide the direction of this new world. But we are here to occasionally answer your prayers in a way that is in alignment with your original contract. When you pray, we do have a huge legion of angels who help us to answer prayers and to protect you. So we are protectors. It is in our nature. It is our nature to love. It is our nature to watch and care and adore you. Mistakes and all. It's not important to us. If you trip and fall, if you stray off your path, it doesn't matter. We await you with open arms. As soon as you turn toward the light, we embrace you. For that is our nature. We have here with us our dear Saint Germain, Some of you have heard of St. Germain, probably most of you. He was famous in his lifetimes. He did marvelous things. And he's known for having dropped in and out of life during periods that seem very strange to you. How could someone live 200 years? Well, St. Germain is a very clever fellow. He's done his lessons. And he has learned how to transmute himself from one plane to another, something you all will learn to do one day as part of your personal ascension to higher levels, to higher realms. So we have designed a program for you that we hope will be very effective and also fun. We will come to this radio show and we will send messages to you through Catherine's blog. We will also ask St. Germain to take over a part of this work because he relates so well to individuals in their lifetimes here. And he enjoys it so much that we've asked him to help us with this project. So we have two facets to this this program that we're offering to you. 
we can answer your questions about our relationship to you, about our hopes and dreams for you, and about our history. We're happy to answer any questions that you might have. We know that so many of you have been steeped in one religion or another, one dogma or another. Even if you didn't go to church, you could not help but be affected by the zeitgeist, as you call it. It's in the air that God is supposed to be angry and disapproving and that you should feel threatened by us, that you should, like Santa Claus, be good or we'll put coal in your stocking. (laughs) Well, we don't do that, dear ones. But it's time we said so. And we're delighted that we can talk to you in person, we can tell you our feelings, we can listen to your feelings, and we hope that many of you will call and ask us questions so that we can hear your voices as well. Of course, let me add, we always hear your voices. The important thing here is that everyone else can hear your voice as well, and when we answer one question, many can benefit from it. And please don't imagine that you could ever ask a silly question because you can bet that any question you ask, there are a hundred other people wondering the same thing. So now let us turn to St. Germain and see what he would like to talk with you about. We haven't planned this in any detail, but we know he's always happy to offer some information, an invitation. So now we will open our channel so that St. Germain can speak. And you'll hear from him in a moment. Yes, yes, Mother, Father, God, thank you, thank you. It's a delight to be here. And this is very exciting, a radio show where I can speak with people who call in and answer questions. I love the stage. As you may know, I am very fond of being the one who entertains or the one who offers knowledge because I had much opportunity in my lifetimes on earth to learn, to practice, to entertain. I used to spend quite a lot of time in the courts of Europe. I was used to the drawing rooms and the music and the manners, which I got a kick out of, I have to admit. But my days of visiting planet Earth in a body are past now. So I hope to be able to reach you from this plane without having to come there in a body once again. So we've been offered, those of us who reach you through a channel, like the one who's speaking for me now, We've been offered the opportunity by a number of people. I've chosen to be involved in this particular project because it seems so powerful and interesting. I had for some time had a partner, a channel, whom I spoke through, and at one point I said, now listen, everyone, If you hear anybody else saying that they're channeling my voice, they are a fraud. Well, I have to take that back because I've decided to join this project and you will hear my voice here. And I assure you, I have given full approval for this. So the voice you hear 
now is genuinely, I am Saint Germain. So we have been asked about that, and I've, I hope I've cleared that up for you. And now, I believe we might have a question. So I'm going to turn over the floor to our co-host, Ellen, who I believe will have some questions for us. Yes, yes, thank you so much. Um, So I have a question, yes. And um, thank you for for taking this, because it's unusual that the co-host would ask a question. But I've been kind of struggling with this issue, as maybe many others are. So let me ask. Um, I, I often have a hard time with how to think about you, my mother, father, God, oneness, universal love, all the names that we give you. I want to not drag my old experiences into the way I feel. And sometimes I just feel that I'm separate from because you feel so bigger and with this higher intelligence, untouchable sometimes, and and sometimes intimidating feeling. And... You know, we've all been told that God is within us. I think it's a difficult concept for a lot of us to grasp, like a really clear understanding of who we call God, who you are, without feeling like you are outside of us, that you are a part of us. So... You know, we pray to you, we get answers from you, and sometimes, you know, in my meditations, I just feel the presence of a loving, beautiful, just a presence, and I know, know it. But in this earthly body, can you please answer for me? really how I can think about you without that feeling of being separate from you. Thank you. Oh, Ellen, our dear Ellen. Your question brings tears, tears of joy, recognition, love, Of course, we understand how difficult it is for you when you're there in a body and we're here in spirit. It doesn't feel as if we're the same, but we are. We do not wish to be worshipped. That's one of the main difficulties with your religions. Of course, We like being admired, (laughs) as you do. We like being loved, as you do. But we do not ask for worship. We understand when you're there in a body feeling stuck in your physical form that it may seem awesome to you that there could even be a place where beings float around, fly across the universe in a split second. I think that's probably where you got the idea of Superman. (laughs) Yes, that is how it is where we are. But of course, when you leave that body and come home to us, you will experience what we feel as well. You will feel the sense of being 
a drop in the ocean, the ocean of love, you will experience your connection, deep connection to us. What we wish for you now is to be able to glimpse that, feel it as you will once you leave this body. This is our goal, to answer the question that you have just asked. And we're grateful for you that you have asked it. It is possible. It is possible. In your meditations, you feel the truth. You feel your connection to us. You feel that you are one with us. And of course, when we say those words, it's a distraction because this is not an intellectual process. It's not something that you can understand with your mind because your human mind is too limited. A human brain is not capable of experiencing the same things that a heart can feel, that a spirit can feel in your soul you remember. And that's the place you reach when you go into a deep meditation. You remember that we are one. Of course, we can explain something, and I hope we hope that with this explanation we won't lead you down another path of trying to figure out something. You can't figure it out. Don't even try. Try to feel this with your heart. You are the children of our hearts. You were created in our image in the sense that each one of you carries the spark that is love and light which is our nature. Each one of you carries intelligence and creativity. No one human carries all the creativity and the intelligence that we possess that would not be possible at this point. We would be recreating ourselves, and that is not our intention. So perhaps you can see this in creating you, Alan. We create a child of our heart out of love. We admire and adore you because you are like us. Your facets shine brightly, and each of those facets is a quality that is inherent in us. Similar to the way a parent feels about a child, but not the same because we recognize your free will. We recognize that once you are a being, although you may carry the DNA, the memories, the spirit that we touch you with, you are unique. It's a difficult concept for a human brain to understand that you can be unique and also completely a part of us. And by us, we mean you, the person next to you, your neighbors, your friends, and the entire population of the planet, and your brothers and sisters from other planets and other realms. 
as well as all the kingdoms, fish, trees, insects, all one. Let's put it this way. If you imagine, envision, every entity you can possibly imagine with your whole brain, if you can capture a picture of every ant, every dog and cat, every bird, every fish, every tree, every person, planet, star, that is what we are. And you, the precious humans that are so recently created, so recently evolved to be a creator race, to be powerful, to be free, it is our hope that you will learn, you will become individuals, And one day you will rejoin with us in the joy and the bliss of being one. Perhaps that will help to understand your purpose now on earth is to experience your individuality as well as your connection to us. And you're struggling with that now. You're working hard to do both. And that's as it should be. We ask that you keep your channel open. The channel you use to connect with us when you meditate. Keep that channel open all day long in everything you do. And you will feel our presence. And you will know that you are a part of us and we a part of you. Does that answer your question, dear? Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Really beautiful. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Um, I think we're going to take a short break and we'll be back to answer your questions. So, just a a few short um, moments. Uh, enjoy the music, and we'll be be back for the uh, the next caller. Thank you. Okay, I think um, that you probably were not heard when you spoke to the when you began your 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 speaking. But now I'm going to let Catherine resume. Okay. Uh, uh, There's a little confusion here because I sometimes don't hear what's happening when when I'm uh, channeling. So I did not hear what Ellen proposed the last uh, in the last minute. I think she said we're going to go to a guest. Am I right, Ellen? Dr. Catherine, yes. Um, yeah, we just finished the channeling, and so I think um, I was a little bit blown away here. I need a little minute to recap, and um, we're, we have a caller waiting to ask a question. So we're just going to take a very short break okay. and some music, and we'll be right back. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thanks.
Hi, everyone. We're back, and we have the first caller, Cheyenne from Colorado, is on the line. So, Cheyenne, you can go ahead and ask your question. Hi, Cheyenne. Are you there? I am, yes. Thank you. Yes, go um, ahead and ask your question. I, um, I received some information about my mother who is in spirit um, a couple of days ago, and this person shared with me that my mother is like some kind of high priestess, and in this lifetime she was not a pleasant person to be around. So that's surprising to me. So I kind of would like some clarification about this. And who would you like to answer your question? you want God to answer that question or St. Germain? Yes. God, yes. All right. This is Catherine. All right. I will step away now and see what they have to say. Thank you. Uh, yes. There is a dilemma here for many people. We understand your confusion. We're, we're looking to see at this moment the connection, your energy line that will show us your mother, in spirit, yes. We do see her. And you're right, it is confusing. Well, this is a very deep question that you've asked, probably deeper than you realize, because it brings us to another of the contracts that we have with all of you. The type of contract that you may be surprised to hear about, but I think this group is very evolved or they wouldn't be listening to this show. And so we will reveal to you something that is not of common knowledge. It's true. Your mother has worked her way to higher realms. We have many priestesses here. I think what you're referring to is... <laughs> no, she did not end up in hell for what she did to you. <laughs> and here's why. You had a contract... Now, I'm joking, of course. We don't send people to hell. That was a joke. <laughs> just in case anyone should take that wrongly. Here is the arrangement that you and your mother had before she, you each came here, before she came here. There are times when we allow our children, those who are wanting to evolve, wanting to be in training to do difficult and challenging work so that they can elevate. There are times when we allow a person to come here to live what we call an evil life. And in so doing, that person learns invaluable lessons. There is nothing more profoundly humbling than to finish a, a life where you've done damage to others and then to go through your review with us, with your masters and guides. At the end of each life, this is what you all do. You come home and you study the lifetime you've just lived. And when you've done things that were destructive, you will be required to relive those experiences from the point of view of the person you hurt. Now, this is what we consider justice. We don't have to do anything. You learn on your own by experiencing it directly. And this is what all of you do at the end of a life. 
you learn about your impact on others by experiencing it from the other's point of view. You can imagine how powerful this lesson is in learning compassion and empathy. Now, I won't go into all of the explanations about how we arrange this kind of life, but I can assure you that before you came here, you had an agreement with your mother, and she probably chose you as one of those who would travel with her because she understood that you would not be destroyed by it. And when you, my dear, are able to overcome the damaging things she did, and when you are able to forgive her, you will set her free. You will set both of you free. I can tell you that she chose you as a part of her family because she trusted you. She trusted that you would be a big person, that you would have a big heart, that you would learn eventually to forgive her. And by doing so, you will both grow. Some of you know about that um, game they play that was often women on roller skates who would race around a ring trying to go faster than the other team. And they have a technique that is very clever. As they go around a corner, one teammate will grab the other one's arms and throw her head to make her go very fast. That is your position. You are the teammate who will free your mother. And in doing so, she will accomplish what she came here to do, which was to learn deeply, very deeply, the sense of compassion and empathy that she needed to learn in order to grow and to elevate. Do you understand, Cheyenne? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Thank you for asking that question. It's a very complex and difficult one for most people to understand that there can be evil in the world that is purposeful. Now, this is not to say that all evil fits into this category. There may be incidents where There are dark hats here. There are fallen angels. There are those who are making trouble. They've been at it for a long time. Your mother was not one of those. She was here on her spiritual path to strengthen herself and hopefully to strengthen you. When you're able to forgive her and understand this process, you will see that the things she did made you stronger. She challenged you. She pushed you. She caused you pain. But in the process, you fought back you learned to strengthen yourself so that you wouldn't be destroyed by it. Is that not true? Yes, she made me a really strong person. 
between her and my father and what they did to me when I was growing up. Um, I'm learning how to be a very strong person and stand up for myself. I have very big things to do here, and thanks to what happened between us, I am going to do great things for children. Oh, bless you, Cheyenne. Yes, you are. And you learned empathy and compassion in the process of that interaction with your parents. Yeah. I have great empathy for everyone. As your mother knew you would. It's a very dangerous process, you know, for some to come here and take the risk of living an evil life. It sometimes can create havoc. It sometimes can cause tremendous pain and damage that seems irreparable in this lifetime. That's not the intention. But fortunately, that has not been the case for you. And anything is forgivable. <laughs> yes, anything is forgivable. And yes. anything that happens in my life or in anybody else's life is easily remedied just by forgiveness. Oh, well, we wouldn't say easily. <laughs> that might trivialize the the difficulty of reaching this this perspective where you can see, and it hasn't been something that's been taught in religious practices or even most of the spiritual practices that we see, there isn't this recognition that sometimes the difficult relationships that you experience in your life were of your own making mm-hmm. in order to learn the lessons that you both needed to learn. Um, I am totally responsible for myself, but only for myself. Yes. Yes. And there's more. When you do learn to forgive your mother by seeing that it was part of a larger plan. You both grow, and you will be free. You will be truly free to experience your own loving heart, your own empathy, your own ability to help others rise up. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I, I work on that daily. So, I. I am. Mm-hmm. I have tremendous willingness. I never po- thought I could ever possess before, but I know that letting go of everything is the key to my freedom and the key to others' freedom. Yes, and that's something you will teach the children you're with. You may not have to. You may not want to explain to very young ones about this this contract of living an evil life but you can explain that forgiveness sets everyone free yes it does yes. there is something we can add here there is a dilemma when people are working to understand forgiveness there are circumstances where a parent or another adult have done something that is unforgivable as from a human point of view. For us, that's a different story. But when you are a child and when you are still vulnerable, it doesn't make sense to be asked to forgive someone who has hurt you if that person is still hurting you. And this is something we would never ask of a child, that they forgive 
and put themselves at risk by doing that. So we we want to make it clear that forgiveness does not mean you approve of what the person did or that you are willing to put yourself in danger again. We do encourage you to learn discernment so that when you encounter someone who is dangerous, you will not throw yourself with open arms into their laps. You will not encourage them to come into your life. But you can see that they will have a difficult path and that they will need to work it out on their own. So we don't ask that our children make themselves vulnerable. That would be like putting yourself in a child's position. It takes a very evolved soul to do the kind of work, for instance, that Martin Luther King and Gandhi did. They put themselves in a position where they knew they were in danger and they did it with a purpose. That is not the same as saying, I forgive you, I will decide to welcome you back in my life even if you want to destroy me. No. They rose above the entire situation by calling on the world to see that people can behave better. So forgiveness is a complex issue. And we ask that you remember that even in your forgiveness, you must still protect yourself. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it makes complete sense to me. We don't want to see you being more vulnerable. Because you have a lot to offer and you need your strength. (laughs) And we will be there with you, always. Thank you. Thank you, Cheyenne. And now, we will go back to Ellen. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, I think we have uh, we have time for one more question from Linda. This is an email question that came in, and she asks, "How do I know what my path is, and how how can I be of service? How can I know what my service might be?" Yes, and Ellen, did she indicate who she wanted to answer her question? Maybe we'll just put Yes? Yes, I I believe to God. Okay. I was thinking maybe St. Germain would want to um, come in on this question, but we'll see. We'll begin. Uh, Linda. As we have said before, where your foot is, that's your path. And how will you know that you what your service to others will be? You don't have to think of it in some grand scheme, some large picture. Your service to others is by being yourself. That's always true. Whether you're whether you're starting a nonprofit or you're smiling at your neighbor's child, you are of service. It does not have to be it doesn't have to come under a large name, it doesn't have to be with a large group. Service is living every moment with your heart open, your mind open to new 
and exciting and wonderful ways of communicating and being with others. And when you have truly appreciated, this is a this is a challenge for you, Linda. When you have truly appreciated your own talents, your own intelligence, your uniqueness, you will see where you can best use all of your talents to be of service to others. There are as many ways of being of service as there are individuals. There is no one path. Your path is living your best life. That's what we usually mean by that. The path is the life that you designed before you came here. Your picture, your image of yourself living the best that you can be. That is your path. There is no other. Given the things that are presented to you, you will respond with your heart. And when you do, you will find your best way of being of service, your most powerful way. But it doesn't have to be some organization or an organized way. It can be being the person in your neighborhood that everyone loves to see walk out their door. Being the person who can take their neighbor to the doctor. Being the person who can bake a wonderful casserole. It doesn't matter. When your heart is in it, when you use your creativity and your skills, that is walking your best path. I hope that that answers your question, my dear. This is one that we hear so often because in the the new age lingo, everyone talks about your path as if it's something outside yourself. It is not outside yourself. Your path is who you are. Your path is where your foot touches the ground. I believe in your heart you know that. So, our advice is stop making trouble for yourself. Just go out and do what you feel is in the best interest of others. And you will have a very happy life indeed. And now, we will finish our talk for today and turn this over to the co-host and the music we have for you to end this show. Goodbye, my children. Call on us anytime. And so it is. And thank you so very much. What a great hour that we shared together today. Uh, thank you all for joining us today on Blog Talk Radio. And um, our special thanks to Mother, Father, God, and St. Germain. Just a reminder, we'll be here next Sunday at 3 p.m. So if you didn't get a chance to ask your question, please hold on to it and call us in next week. Uh, remember to follow Dr. Catherine at whoneedslight.org. So everyone, just have a wonderful day, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. And goodbye, everyone. This is Catherine. Till next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>